everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rest Easy. I want to wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day this cold and snowy Sunday here in Lee Summit, Missouri. Now, I hope that you didn't forget about me. I needed to change a few things with my podcast, and it took a little longer than I had scheduled. I am going to focus on different aspects and messages from my book, Rest Easy, and try not to wander off into directions that don't make any sense for this podcast. So today I want to talk about the difference between profit and prophecy. Now, in my book, I talk about my disdain for the pageantry and weekly celebrations that so many like to gather for. I'm not a big fan of throwing money into a collection plate just to have them build these huge monstrous temples or churches and have my name in a gold plate beneath a stained glass window. That doesn't mean that I have any right to tell you that my way of praying and worshiping is better than yours or that my interpretation of the Bible is way more coherent in reality than yours. In my book, Rest Easy, I acknowledge the idea that we all have our own ways to deal with the life as we know it. Far be it for me to tell you that you're doing it wrong. I have many friends who practice the fine art of worship and some who would rather go out and feed the homeless. They are all correct in their ways of establishing a relationship with their God. It isn't rocket science. You either believe or you don't. You are not wrong either way. And you should never have to scrape by just to put a dollar or two in a collection plate. I often wonder how many poor people don't go to church because they are embarrassed about their economic standing in the community. Let's put this profit and religion on the back burner for just a bit. I want to talk about the real prophet, the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 24, 14 through 16, we read, They lift up their voices, they sing for joy. Over the majesty of the Lord they shout from the west, Therefore, in the east, give glory to the Lord. In the coastlands of the sea, glory to the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. From the ends of the earth, we hear songs of praise, of glory to the righteous one. Now, if you're going to celebrate a Messiah, do it like that. I think the Catholics are by far the worst when it comes to properly celebrating the coming of the Lord. When you enter a church, a Catholic church, you are immediately beaten down by the solemnness in the air. When I walk into a Catholic church, I have flashbacks of nuns grabbing my arm and forcing me into a spot on the pew where I don't want to be, and then participating in hymns and prayers that make absolutely no sense to me at all. And then the next day in class, sister beat my ass, will make damn sure that she embarrasses me in front of the whole damn class as she points her stick at me and asks, 
why didn't you know the words to this or that? And then browbeat me until I just want to crawl under my desk. So you see, entering into a house of worship should never be a reminder of despair. It should always be welcoming and celebratory in every sense of the moment. Baptists know how to treat their parishioners. They start celebrating before they even enter into the church. The idea that we can feel a part of the celebration of this God who we all talk about is the purpose of this whole religious circle. Rather, you are a Christian or your beliefs are geared towards Judaism or Hinduism or Islam or any of the other hundreds and thousands of religions. If you feel at home and put on your religious tribe, tribal hat, then you are in the right place. But for any reason, if you are not comfortable with the teachings of said tribe, then you must be free to walk away and worship the way you want to worship or believe what you wish to believe as long as your beliefs and worship practices does not harm anyone or anything. Now, the prophet Isaiah established themes and consequent renewal for the righteous. In other words, he was the best author of the Old Testament to give us reason to repent and to recognize the coming of the Lord God. Now, Isaiah might have been the leader of his time, but we have grown with our own ideas and convictions over time. As the Bible has been interpreted and rewritten over thousands of times since 740 BC, the time of Isaiah. In my book, I tackle the idea of religion versus faith. I believe that I am the product of evolution by that evolution, by that, but that evolution had to start somewhere. Scientists believe that emotion and reaction is a cognitive reflection from a chemical balance within the central nervous system. Again, how did this develop and from where and from what? So, my personal convictions are to what I like to believe is a spirit from within. You see, I believe that we are all all born with a soul that is transformed into our personal makeup. Our love for this or that, our taste and partners, or even the idea that we make up any part of a body of relevance within our own being. Uh, I love the scent of a woman. I am particularly fond of my wife's scent and her touch. It gives me pleasure, and of course I hope mine is as pleasant to her. But the idea that an inanimate scent would trigger an affection of love is a mystery to me. Scientists believe that this is all part of that chemical balance within the central nervous system. But faith leaders 
believe that this is the work of God. So before we talk any further about this, let's take a quick break and I'll continue my thoughts. Okay, so now, now that we're all confused, let me take us through this spider web of theory and science. Okay, first, we must be conscious of others' ideas, convictions, and beliefs, even if they are not in line with ours. Who knows? We may all be wrong. Second, to believe in the power above and then to relinquish your own power to that power is to rely on something other than your own ability. When you do this, you must realize that a part of you is missing. So I believe that you are so much more capable of greatness than you believe. So keep an open mind. Third, I believe that if you are giving part of your bank away to a religious entity, then you need to be to, to, to have a part in the say where that money is spent, and also what direction your church is leading the flock. Otherwise, it's just you paying someone to tell you what to believe. That is big business. Fourth, Let's not argue over the meaning of verses in a book that has been rewritten and interpreted thousands of times and in, in as many languages. You know the game where there's a circle of people and one whispers a message into the ear of another and then that message gets passed around that circle until it reaches its final destination, which happens to be the original author. And that original author realizes that that message has been completely dis destroyed and, and is a completely different message altogether. All that, my friends, is the Bible to me. Fifth, we all know there are scientific facts that can distort any of our convictions. So why fight it? Let it be and let the scientists continue their work. Believe what you must and enjoy your faith, but never try to force others to follow you. And finally, the true point of my talk today, for whatever reason, we all have a piece of compassion within us that wants those around us to also be at peace. So if that is true, then we are capable of growing together as one in a loving, caring community of, of this human race. The reason I brought up the profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, part of this episode is that I, that I believe that we are only capable of truly making positive difference in our and others' world when money is not the answer. 
Temples intimidate, but true love exhilarates. I hope that we can all experience the true happiness of those who are free to love in their own way, free to who they want to love, but more importantly, free to help others find their own way. I have friends in different ministries who preach and live through the Word of God, who dedicate their lives to seeking out the meaning of His Word. They live by the teachings of the Bible in ways that completely baffle me. But it is their way, and so I wish them well. I have other friends who believe that when you die, your soul goes to a garage in Buffalo and others who follow no doctrine at all. I have friends who follow different religions and some who follow their own hearts. I love them all. I am not the authority of any one faith as I am only the authority on my own heart and my own soul. There are moments of sadness and moments of joy in all of us. Let us find the joy in each other and leave the sadness to those who are confined to the doctrine of fear, to the unrealistic tug of war between what is real and what isn't. So in closing, let's all remember that it is difficult to lift someone to a new height if you're laying in the same ditch. So first you must find your happiness, and then others will follow your smile. Thank you all for listening here on Podcast Rest Easy. I'm Terrence White, and I hope you will all follow me and continue this focused on ideas from my book, Rest Easy. I will be back next week with another thought-provoking episode. If anybody would like to um, talk about what we talked about here today, please feel free to see me on my uh, Facebook page, Rest Easy. So have a good day and thanks again.